So are y'all believing for a, an amazing year in your life? So we're going to start a series today called Set Apart. So we're going to do that um, for a couple weeks here through through the month of January. And next month, just to get you ready, I can't believe it's 2015. I'm still having a hard time with that. So I'm sure on my checks that I write in the next couple of weeks, it'll say 14. But um, but in February, we're going to start a marriage series, okay? And I want you to be here, okay? You may say, well, I'm not married. Well, you may want to get married one day, and uh, it'd be good to hear what we're going to tell you, all right? You ready? And it's going to be real. So look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be real in here because you don't ever know what he's going to say. And... Um, <laughs> Thank you. Let's give a round of applause to my beautiful assistant. <laughs> so we're going to start the series today called Set Apart. Uh, i got a scripture for you in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And uh, by the way, also next week at Vision Night, we're going to share with you kind of our scripture for the year. But today, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Isn't that a powerful verse? I love this verse because, see, many times what happens, the, the enemy, you know, when, when I'm talking about the enemy, I'm talking about the devil. He wants to remind you of who you were before you came to Jesus. Has anybody ever had the devil do that to you? Just a few of us. And he, remi- he reminds you of what you've done in your past, what you bad, awful f- decisions that you've made, uh, wrong choices you had in your life. Amen? Has he done that? Amen. Well, let me tell you something. This scripture tells you the truth. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You know, that's why I get so aggravated with, with people that have been alcoholics now i understand it's it's a very difficult thing but i really if someone gets saved you're not an alcoholic well you know what some people say well i'll always be an alcoholic that's not true you were an alcoholic when you come to christ you're not you're a new creation amen you're not always a drug addict amen you're not always a thief you're not always an adulterer you're, you're not always uh a liar, you are in Christ. Now, it doesn't mean you don't screw up sometimes and do some things you shouldn't, but you are not that person. Amen? You are a child of God, and you've been set apart as a child of God. When you come to Jesus, you have been set apart. It doesn't mean you're any better than anyone else, but it does mean that you've been set, you've been put on a new road. Amen? You've been set apart. And so we're going to talk about for the next few weeks about some areas of our life where we need to be set apart from the world. Because do you know that we're not supposed to be like the world? We're not supposed to act like the world. We're not supposed to be, you know, we have to have higher standards. We have to be different. Amen? That doesn't mean we have to be weird. Some people take that to be, well, you know, you got to, your hair's got to be a certain length. Um, you got to wear, you know, certain type of clothing. Um, you know, there's some people to believe some some people believe that you can't preach unless you have a three piece suit on. The, okay, that ain't gonna happen here. All right. 
Some people believe that you're not holy unless your hair is down to your behind for women. Amen? Now, I applaud those people for their, for their diligence, but that's not what makes someone holy. It's their heart. Amen? Somebody's not, not holy because they only wear pants and don't wear short-legged breeches. Right? That's just the way we call them down here, right? Y'all ever say that, short-legged breeches? Okay, y'all right. That's how us old people say it. I remember Dad used to say Bermuda shorts. That was swim trunks, I think. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think it was just loud shorts, short-legged breeches. <laughs> but Bermuda, not Bermuda, it's Bermuda. It's also furniture. He calls things, he says it's furniture. Anyway, we'll get off Dad. But uh, he's not in here, so he can't defend himself. <laughs> But, you know, when you come to Jesus, your life, you're called to be different. You're called to be set apart. You're no longer the same person. Amen? Aren't you thankful? Because the Bible says that for our sin and fall short of the glory of God, that, that we were sinners. But when we accept Jesus, we're different. We've been set apart. We've been set apart for His purpose. Amen? All of a sudden, you're His vessel. You're His instrument. You are... You know, you're called to live your life as His witness. Now, some people think, well, you know, I come to Jesus because uh, I just want my shortcut to heaven. And that's all they want. They want to just live the hellacious life they lived before. But they don't want to change anything. Now, I'm not here to tell you, you know, please understand and, and don't go out saying that I said something that I didn't say. I don't, again, I don't believe we have to be weird about things, but we do have to be different. Jesus was different, wasn't he? But Jesus dealt with the same people. He dealt with sinners, right? All the time. And so, but, so he didn't seclude himself, but he lived differently. Amen? And that's what we're called to do. And we're called to shine that light before men. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. See, the reason you're different is not just for you. God sets you apart so that you can shine your light in a dark world to glorify God. Amen? So what happens is once you've been set apart, all of a sudden you are God's instrument and he intends on, be, on using you and using me. My life is no longer my own. Amen? Your life is no longer your own. All of a sudden, God becomes Lord of your life. And he, has, he changes your desires. He changes your heart. He changes your motivation. Amen? He changes your values. The things that you used to value, you shouldn't value anymore. Right? But along with this new life and this new inheritance, because when we come to Jesus, we have a new inheritance, don't we? It's heaven. Look at your neighbor and say, it's heaven. That's the inheritance you have, but there also comes a great, 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 great responsibility. Amen? See, unfortunately, some people... They don't want to hear that part of the gospel. They want to hear, well, I got my, you know, I'm going to heaven. That's all I want to hear. And that's all they want to worry about. 
They don't want to worry about the responsibility that God's given us. The responsibility goes back to Matthew 5, 16. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God. Amen? He's saying, listen, be, be a good person. Live the life that I called you to live so that people can see you and be drawn to me. Not just so you can say, yeah, I'm all that. Look at the way I live, God. I fast twice a week. I, you know, I pray an hour a day. I read a whole book of the Bible every day. I, I say bless you in every other sentence. Um, you know, I do all these things. No, it's not for that because those things, that, that's your significance comes from when, when you let your light shine before men so that they can see Jesus. But yet many of us, we, we fail to do that. We are the type that we, we don't want to worry about others. And I'm sorry, we live in a day and age where people don't worry about others. They don't care. How many of y'all seen that? They don't care about people. They don't, you know, we'll, we'll push somebody out the way on Black Friday to get that toy that our kid wants, won't we? And you're like, I will drop kick somebody if they get it. I will smooth drop kick you, man. Or, or we'll rush in front of somebody that needs help at the, at the checkout line because we, we don't have enough. we got to get somewhere. Amen? Sure is quiet in this place. But God called us to be different. He called us to be those people that love others, and we'll, we'll get into that more in the coming weeks. But we have to, set, we, we have to set, be set apart in the way that we live. We can't live as the world lives. Listen, the, the, the things that the world values can't be my values. My values have to be found in the Word of God. And we've talked about this in the last few weeks, some, but culture destroys values. God builds values. Amen? How many of y'all have seen the way culture has, is destroying values? It, it is. It's, it's taking us where we don't value the things of God. And we don't, we don't, um, should I jump into this or not? I don't know. I don't know. But we don't value the fact decency. We don't value the things that God, that, that's, that's important to God. Commitment. We don't, we don't value morals. We, we don't value those things. Why? Because the, the world says, listen, culture says, those things hurt other people. Have y'all have y'all noticed that um, how everybody gets their feelings hurt nowadays? Well, you hurt my feelings, so let's take it to the Supreme Court. And that's how things are. It's like you can't say anything. I can't say this. I can't say that. I can't be, you know. And I know some things, you know, aren't right. Okay, but I'm just talking about stupid stuff. You know, sometimes we just got to suck it up. Okay, and listen, it's time the church stood on its values and say, listen, I'm sorry that you don't like this. I'm not saying this to hurt you. I'm saying this because this is what my father God said, and I believe that it's not meant to hurt you. 
It's like when I preach to you guys. There's some things I say that, that I understand probably can be cutting at times about a situation you may be in. It's not to cut you. It's not to hurt you. It's to tell you the truth. Amen? We, and we have to stand on the truth of God's Word and be set apart for that. It doesn't mean you don't love people. You love them all. But, it doesn't, but I'm not going to change my values because I love you. Amen? Are you all with me? Because, see, I'm not my own. I've been called to be set apart. I've been called, been called to be set apart. I haven't been called to live as the world live. See, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen? What's he saying? You've been set apart. And you're to show others, listen, I drew you out of darkness so that people could see you in my marvelous light. So people could see the life that you were leading before and they can see you now and see you are different. That you've been set apart and you push them or that your witness pushes them and shows them Jesus. But yet, many times we reflect something differently. See, listen, we can't live like the world. Everybody look at me. I want everybody to look at me. We can't live like the world. You know what, what it means? I have, to, I have to handle my appearance differently. I was so proud of Whitley the other day because uh, she called me into the dance studio and said, I need you to look at this. I need you to look at this outfit. And it was, that was her way of saying, she told me later, I didn't want to wear it. I needed you to say something about it. So she showed me an outfit, and I went, uh-uh. Nope. And she told me later, she said, Dad, I didn't want to wear that. I wanted, but I, I, you know, she was kind of fearful of telling her dance teacher that. And to me, that's, that's great. Why? Because she values herself enough to say, you know, I'm not going to show all my business. <laughs> Amen? I'm not going to show everything I got. See, when when see it then then I need to handle my finances differently. I need to handle my family differently. I need to handle my business differently. See, those are all things that I mean, and there's so many more things. I have to speak differently. Not the 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 fact that you know I use bless you and you know all these weird you know statements that. We think point people to Jesus, but they just make us look strange. But my speech, you know, I, 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 I can't say certain words. Why? Not all of them are real bad, but just the fact of if it takes anyone away from Christ, you know, I've got to be set apart. I can't, I can't go to certain movies. It's not that I don't like movies. I, and, and to be quite honest, you know, but I, I don't, I'm not going to walk into a rated R movie, and, and this is my conviction, okay, not, not yours. I'm not going to walk into a rated R movie, okay, and let someone see me 
Because I don't want them to say, I thought he was a pastor. I thought, you know, I thought he had all, all his stuff together. See, my witness is more important than a stupid movie. I mean, my values, I'm not telling you don't go to movies. Please don't. That was back in the 50s they told you that, you know. You know, one time we was in school with a girl that never went to the movies. Like, it was the devil. Okay. Her parents, it was the devil. And, of course, we corrupted her. Um, but I remember taking her to her first movie, and it was Aladdin, wasn't it? It was Aladdin. You remember that movie? Robin Williams is so funny. Yeah, she thought she was going to hell <laughs> for seeing Aladdin, and I thought that was so funny. And I, you know, but but you know, I because I'm set apart, I have to think differently. I have to think, okay, what what is my witness going to be like? I'm not doing that to be pharisaical, but I'm doing that because listen, I've I've just got to be careful. This witness is too important. Amen. And I'm not saying I always get it right because I don't. I fail. You know, I have to say things differently on Facebook. You know, sometimes I will type something up on Facebook. I'm like, Argh! and then I stop. Well, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> Why? Because my witness is too important. Amen? I, I don't want to be one of those that's seen as, as negative, as somebody that's cutting, that tries to destroy people without saying their name. You know, I hate that. But um, but I have to be different in, in my witness. And, and we have to be set apart, people. If I know Jesus, I have to be set apart. I, I have to be careful with what I say. I have to be careful with what I do. I have to be concerned and, and really take some diligence in that. Amen? You know what we should do when we get ready to type something on there? We should take 30 seconds after that and then read it and say, should I really be putting that? Should I really be saying that? Should I really be going off on somebody in Walmart? Should I really be throwing up uh, and showing my frustration when I'm uh, when I'm driving and somebody pulls out in front of me? Should I really get aggravated with that? It's not say you don't get aggravated, but should I show my frustration? You know, we're set apart, and I'm not trying to you know, point out specific things. But I'm just saying my whole thing is my values have to be different, not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a child of God. And so I have to treat what I believe, you know, I have to be different. Listen, I can't believe like the world. I'm not going to do things like the world exactly like them. You know, I'm not going to because I'm a child of God. And you know what? You may say, well, then you can't do anything. It ain't about that, man about that I want to be his witness you know why I want to be his witness not so I can say well look at me I am so holy there's an old saying you know back in the day I don't uh, drink dip or chew or go out with girls that do you ever heard that it's not so I can can say (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's not so that I can, you know, say that I'm so holy. Listen, my, my relationship with him is too important. Amen? My relationship with him is too important. And I want to point people towards Jesus, not take them away. See, that's what my life should be about.
is pointing people to Jesus. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. This is in the Message Bible. I love what it says. It, don't, it says, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, 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 is on, its, on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. Amen? See what that's saying? Listen, if your desires are the same thing that the world's desires are, then you're going to miss out. You're going to push the Father away. But he says when you want what God wants, then it sets you up for eternity. Amen? See, my life is, it can't be just about, you know, whatever the average lifespan is nowadays for men. I don't even know. My, my life can't be about those few years because, see, the few years that I have here on earth affect my whole eternity. But it not only affects my whole eternity, it affects everybody I come into contact with, their eternity. Amen? So is my... Is my um, comfort so important that I'll say well you know the, I, I just I don't want to put these things aside listen eternity is important people's eternity those people you come into contact with every day those people you know you work with you know their eternity is that important isn't it amen isn't it Well, Pastor, I don't, I don't want to live differently. I know this isn't my usual type of message, but, you know, I believe that God's calling us to be set apart this year and to go against the grain, you know, to be a, be a different type of folk who love God and love others and who live the way that God's called us to live. You may say, well, we're going to miss out on all the fun. You're not going to miss out on fun, man. I can tell you from experience, you know, living for God is the greatest thing you can do. Guess what? We laugh. We have a good time. Now, if you've ever been to one of Thrive's parties, you know, man, it's crazy. We're always laughing, having a good time. And we don't need other stuff. Man, we can live for God and have a good time. See, Many people come to Jesus just for the security, the security of heaven, but they miss the whole point. The whole point is not just heaven, even though heaven's important, right? The whole point is relationship. God didn't send Jesus to the earth just so we could go to heaven. Y'all hear me? God didn't send Jesus to earth just so we could make it to heaven. He sent Jesus to earth to die on the cross and rise again so he could have relationship. Because before, sin blocked that relationship. Now suddenly, the blood of Jesus washes away sin so he can have relationship with you and I. Amen? That's what having Jesus is all about. It's about relationship. 
So therefore, if I'm concerned about my relationship with the Lord, then I'm concerned about anything that I do that can damage that relationship with Him. Amen? So if I dive into sin wholeheartedly, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to damage that relationship. I'm not just talking about the occasional, you know, screw up. I'm talking about where you say, listen, I'm just going to do this. This is, this is more important to me than anything else because people do that. People that know Jesus, but yet they, they choose to wander off. And they say, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wander off in this area. Listen, you're damaging your relationship with God at that point. And it's time to turn back. See, I, I have to understand that I have to live right because I fear of losing that communion, that relationship with Him. Amen? If you look at it any other way, you're going you're gonna to be disappointed very quickly. But we've been called to set, set, be set apart and live our lives differently than the world. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So when I come to Jesus... There is a turning of my life. Amen? So think about it. If I'm going on this way, I don't have Jesus. When I come to Jesus, there's a turning. I have to put some things aside, right? Amen? And if I choose not to, you know, those things that are not of God, I, I'm wrong. Then I'm turning right back. So he says, put away those former things. I think if we're not willing to put aside those things, then we really can't say he's Lord of our lives. Because, see, he doesn't want to just be Savior. He wants to be Lord. Amen? Savior means he saved you. Lord means he's over you. Amen? So the question is, are you set apart? Is the way that you're living, does it indicate that you're set apart? Are you being more made more like him daily? Or are you pushing yourself further and further into the world? We're called to be set apart. I don't know about you, I want to be different. Not just so people say, oh, he's weird, he's different. No. I, I just want people to know that I know God, I love him, I'll do it my best to live for him. Yeah, I may fall every now and then. But you know what? The most important thing I have is him. And that's all I want. Amen? Let's bow our heads. I want to ask you this. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, you know, I, I'm not set apart. I, I may even know Jesus, but my life, the values and the things that you talk about that, that I need to have, I'm just not living them right now, but I know I need to change that. I want to pray with you. You may even be sitting there saying, I don't even know Jesus or I need to recommit my life. Just all those things encompass that. But you say, I need, to, I need to turn it around right now. Will you just raise your hand and hold it there for just a moment? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else? Put it right back down. Thank you. 
Anyone else? I know there's a few more. I just feel it in my spirit. Anyone else? Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters that that made the stand and said, you know what, I'm just not living the way I should. I'm not valuing the things of God as much as I should. And I pray, God, that you just help them right now. God, I pray that you just empower them, strengthen them to live by your Holy Spirit, Lord, and help them, Lord, move past these things. Lord, I pray that you'd let them see, God, the relation, your, their relationship with you is so important that they may have to put aside some things and they may have to change the things that they value and care about. Lord, I pray that you just move and work on their lives, Lord, and I pray that you would change them, God. I believe, Lord, this is going to be a great year of change. Lord, this is going to be a great year of, of greater commitment, Lord, in our lives. And, Lord, we just all commit, Lord, to you in, in a greater fashion, Lord, to be set apart, Lord, and to be looking for you, Lord, and to be living for you, God. We honor you, Lord, and we value you and want to live for you, Lord, all the days of our lives. God, we love you and thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can we give the Lord a round of applause? Amen. Amen. Listen, two things. Vision Night, I need you to sign up. Please do so today. And uh, if you don't do it out here, put it on Facebook or, or text, whatever. But please do that so we can know exactly how much. I need you all here. Okay? All right? Look, I need you. Okay? Here. If you heard anything I said, to hear that. Also, if you're on the facilities team, meet Pastor Kirby and Pastor Kyle over in the next room. Love y'all. Have a great afternoon and a great week.